Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to RL Aftershock, the longest running independent podcast for everything that is Rocket League esports in the European scene. And what a hot day it is to be doing a fucking podcast. I'm it's the Eternal so J. I'm joined by the Eternal. Uh, I'm joined by. Oh my god! I'm messing up the our aliases. That's how hot bacon. it is. I was going to say the melting bacon is what I was trying to say Oof. initially. So you know, like <laughs> that was my general well, that plan. That was my response. She said, "Oh, you good for corn?" Ten minutes, and went, "I am melting." At that point, I was face first. <laughs> into the floor in my living room we got wooden floors so it's cool and a fan directly like pointed at me from an outside uh, like the what you call it, French doors to the garden so it was just there like I don't want to move to do this podcast but you, you get the will together to live no man like, I, I found talk. I found new reason to hate the coronavirus stuff because right now I've got all my windows and doors open I've got a fan going to circulate the air but I could have had some air conditioning and the reason why I don't have air con right now is because <laughs> and it is fucking pisses me off so no bad no can install it yeah listen, we, we got to the point where we had like you know like uh, a date like booked up so that way they could come over and take a look at the walls so they could verify whether or not they could install a uh, an aircon unit and then that to get cancelled because it was like well the coronavirus means that we can't come over and do it anymore so uh, sorry mm-hmm. um uh, i i they didn't refund me my consultation fee by the way so i'm still waiting on that uh, that's that's pissed me off quite a lot more as well so like i'm fucking i'm boiling to death i'm out of pocket and you know the summer is just kicking my ass coronavirus kicking our asses all the day every day um but we still soldier on here to try and bring you the show it has mm-hmm. been a bit of a slow week so we're kind of just padding content for quite a lot of it although i i have been reliably informed that there is an announcement coming in about an hour's time so partway through the show we're going to do our regular bit and then we'll have like a bit of a break to sort of break down the information that uh, will be fed to the public in about an hour's time. So uh, <laughs> definitely keep your eyes on that. Of course, this has all been fed to me by independent sources and there's a good chance that it being a psionics announcement that uh, it may not even go down in the first place today. So um, uh, anyways, <laughs> outside of that... We do have some news. We have the Rising Stars League finals. We do have the organizations and their league. We also have some drama in the bubble scene that has been fed to us as well by some other independent sources. All, of course, coming up on today, the 78th episode of RL Aftershock. Let's start on the Gold Rush revival side of things. Obviously, last week, Gold mm-hmm. Rush announced, yes, we're coming back. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. They've announced their EU draft pool for Gold Rush revival. Um, uh, if I recall correctly, like the way that Gold Rush works in their team battles is not like they don't do like you know team versus team. They sort of like it's very sort of like the brawl-esque in that they just sort of like draft together like a couple of different players and play like a pug match um so it definitely fits in the whole fun sort of gold rush style of uh, of, uh, of of thing you know it really does and i've just realized how ridiculous this tweet is on screen right now craig can we do like an aftershock team since they've asked for it so kindly can you stop the gift three times is that possible buddy <laughs> to like find out who the aftershock team is going to be for gold rush <laughs> he says he no. just said no. Okay, Fuck I'll do it noise. my end, Jay. I'll do it my end, and then we'll. I'll just say it out. Okay, you, you uh, happy with it. that? Yeah, go right, for it. So it. I've got Metza, okay, Nolly, and Fairy Peak. That's a pretty banging that's, team. I'll take yeah, that's that. all right. Actually, I'll take okay. that. I, I'll fill yeah. that squad every day. You know, I'm uh, yeah. I, I'm happy with that one. But um, uh, yeah, that's the draft pool of Gold Rush. I mean, obviously, a lot of hype to build around this tournament. I mean, I kind of wanted to highlight it, even though it's nothing to do with like the professional side of the esport. Like, I always want to promote Gold Rush because I think that they've got a really good product. I think they've really got a really good thing going for them. And uh, it seems in this current sort of like summer, we're going to be seeing a lot more of certain organizations and what they can do. So um, uh, uh, you know, like, again, like if you want to go ahead and check out that tweet, of course. 
also there's that gift where you can just pause it at any one point and you can uh, uh, you know create your own team of whoever the hell you had uh, one time I actually got some uh, uh, when I was running it uh, when, it, when it came out I actually got Ronicky 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 uh, when I first <laughs> fucking did it so I got I got the dream team from Denmark basically uh, but yeah no I mean, it's just a little bit of fun that I wanted to kick things off with because we are going to get a little bit more serious as the uh, show goes on but uh, yeah that's the Gold Rush Revival pool for those of you who aren't aware and for those of you who want to know the full list of the uh, teams we have Violent Panda Speed Fruity Scrub Killer Ronicky Metanaris a lot Greasy Meister Fairy uh, Peak Cooksuit Astral and Nolly kind of surprised that we're seeing the likes of Greasy actually stepping up to the fold considering you know he's basically retired at this point but I digress. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's just a fun little thing to kick things off. We'll move on to some more pertinent and serious news. Obviously, this uh, pertains to Mouse Sports, who officially confirmed the rumors that they are out of the scene. Now, obviously, this comes off the back of the um, uh, of the whole. Uh, um, uh, this comes off the back of the uh, uh, the announcement and the rumors coming in from Shift. And uh, yeah, we're 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 not that uh, we're not that surprised, Bacon. I don't think. No, we knew this was in the cards. We talked about it previously of those rumors. And right now it just continues the effect after Cloud9 dropping out before. And quite simply, Rock League in its current state, we know what's coming up, you know, with uh, the proposed leaks that we had talked about. It is still just not viable. And those leaks are still leaks at this point. Maybe they were communicated because we're assuming that, you know, it was communicated to the orgs. But it's that case of, well, if those aren't coming into play until September time, why pay the salaries of free players for that period of time? Why not come back? Maybe pick up a different squad. Maybe see just how it goes then. Because right now it's not really a great look for the orgs and really there is no return of investment there for them yeah and i mean this kind of is uh, echoed by uh, a little statement i'm going to tie in as well to this uh, particular uh, uh, to this particular um uh, to, to this particular discussion that we'll come back to a little bit later but uh, it def- it definitely feels like a lot of these organizations especially who the ones who were signed on to the uh, signed on to the uh, the letter of grievances from a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago um, they seem to be looking to make their moves based on the fact that they response from this one and all in all it seems like behind the scenes the general response has not been great to what Sionics threw at them um, you know yeah it's given us a lot of excitement in terms of what he, what we think and what we um uh, and what we as viewers want to see um uh, but the uh, the organization seems to have not been answered in terms of like you know revenue sharing getting stuff implemented faster mm-hmm. and the general sort of progression of the rlcs and the professional scene in rocket league um uh, and, and without those answers obviously we speculate on that being an issue when the uh, uh, when the new circuit was leaked to the uh, public um uh, uh, but it seems like without that uh, uh, it seems like without those answers to those questions that came from that particular leak we've got some more problems on the horizon. And the question really is, is that just like, who's going to be next on what seems to be essentially just a mass exodus from Rocket League? Yeah, it is super worrying. And we were talking about it and how there are still a few, what we are called safe teams within Rocket League, purely down to how much investment they're putting into the game. You've got new teams as well. Like let's just say over in NA, you've got Envy there and he recently rejoined. So you'd imagine they wouldn't like, you know, join for a couple of months and then drop on out. Uh, the same with a lot of teams that picked up this season. But like, you know, with the departure of Loche as well this season, yep. it's a little bit awkward right now and again this sort of like leak from us just shows that the problems are still there the communication side where it's like oh this is what's going to happen and the orgs looking back at them going 
all right, you actually haven't responded to us at all. This is one problem, yes. Like, we like it. More taunts to go on. That, you know, the weekly league play, Jay, is, you know, pretty much what we've got currently. But then the other three taunts where the teams could partake in, not too sure, though, because that's not actually confirmed that you can, you know, dip and dive between each different scene, is it really? It's just assumed because that's a very standard structure to tournaments. But maybe you can only, you know, those three other tournaments of three different levels or three different areas, you know, who knows, quite frankly. And the orgs are looking at that going, like, these are still problems currently for us. We still have worries, still have fears that we're looking at this game with very high player salaries for what is, you know, the return money to them. And it's just not improving you look to get into these games early before the boom and you could maybe look at that right now with some orgs potentially looking into rockley going oh before the changes we could pick up a team but that is a heavy risk right now when there's been no real improvement for the orgs anyway in the last two years we've seen it in the community yeah. finally which we're happy about but that doesn't really transpose entirely over to the orgs and a couple of years ago, I think a lot of orgs were very sort of like, you know, uh, very optimistic about Rocket League and getting involved mm. in it just because of the amount of potential it's got. But now that they're seeing that it's not quite living up to potential two years down the line, I mean, it kind of all started with Fnatic sort of getting out early and they've definitely cut their losses mm. in that respect. But, um, uh, you know, a lot of organizations seem to be airing their sort of concer uh, concerns about this one. I know that the, uh, the the graphic here says Mouse Sports are taking a break from Rocket League. I guarantee you they're not. <laughs> I guarantee you that they are. <laughs> the only break that they're going to be taking is they're going to be taking a break until it becomes profitable again is the well, short fanatic we're just taking a break and we're yeah. keeping options open you know is yeah. at that point that we thought oh they would be the ones to potentially look at picking up savage yeah. down the line when savage were going free barcelona stepped in and took that and it's still that case of you know you've got so many orgs that when they leave aren't gonna and rightfully so i'm gonna say right that's it we're dropping rockley because they don't want to close that door they want to say we're just going to be letting our team go we'll keep an eye on rocket league and if it seems like we've got a team that can actually fit what we want to do you know fit our mo then we'll come back yeah, and I mean, this is case in point with all the uh, with all the organizations. They're never going to say never because they realize that if they mm. do so, then if they go back on that later, then they're just going to look like hypocrites. But the truth of the matter is, is that they're looking at this right now and they're thinking, this ain't worth it right now. Like, stay tuned. Mm. Um, uh, uh, but, you know, don't don't hold your breath is basically the short and thick of it for any organization that leaves the eSport, by the way. This is applicable to everyone across the shop, from small organizations to big organizations, from your Veloce to your Vitality, um, uh, even though Vitality haven't left yet. But, you know, again, don't hold your breath on that particular front. So yeah, that's just the news about Mouse Sports out. We could be seeing a new uh, team enter in though, which is something I, I was actually broken a little bit earlier on today. I saw mm. this into the show. Guild Esports. Now, are you familiar with Guild Bacon? I'm, I'm imagining your answer is going to be no. <laughs> uh, not really, since they're pretty much as hot off the press, aren't they, really? Pretty much, yeah. This is David <laughs> Beckham's team, right? <laughs> like, I never thought I'd fucking say that in my entire life, right? Like, David Beckham mm -hmm. has an esports team. Like, what the shit? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's legit. When you look at it. It's no, but yeah, no, it's legit. Like we've seen a lot of different footballers making, uh, you know, making, um, uh, you know, esports organizations like being co-owners or, or primary founders or otherwise. And uh, yeah, it, it just kind of made it made it a whole lot of sense that you know David Beckham would, would eventually sort of like you know, fit into that sort of fold. I think any sort of uh, footballer mm. you can put in this position. Um, uh, but yeah, they announced their uh, their new they, they they announced their launch the uh, earlier today, um, uh, and they pinned um, uh, uh, they pinned the idea that they're going to be entering Rocket League potentially. 
um, uh, uh, now uh, that that was the uh, that was uh, and this is report has been done by Jack Marsh of, uh, of GG Recon um, uh, who, uh, who who mentioned this whole thing and um, uh, I mean it's very similar to that other footballer we had from uh, a few months ago. What was his name again? I fucking can't remember. He played Gareth for Gareth Bale um, and Elevens who Bale. picked up the South American side. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they're definitely focusing on like you know uh, you know places like South America where it's like you know they um uh, uh, you know they, they could very you know they could very easily pin down like a very niche market in mm. that respect. But like right now, with all the negative press surrounding organizations and their place in Rocket League, like what is the realistic chance we'll see Guild do? anything here in the rocket league space i actually think it is quite possible and looking over towards na i could potentially see him picking up an na team i don't really see much uh need for a european team as such as david beck when you look at his current projects and what he's doing he's very heavily focused that side of the pond you know uh like i said he's he co-owns into miami which you know, could be quite a good little connection when you think about it with a uh, esports team, especially when he's looking at Rocket League, you know, FIFA, and of course, everyone looking at Fortnite, biggest game in the world. Not so on the esports side of things, but of course, it's just to say you've got a Fortnite game. It's that's what it is. It's a buzzword in its own sense, you know, as a game. Um, but looking at this, I could very much see David Beckham bring in this guild esports. Um, into rocket league and the interesting part for me though comes down who he's run this alongside jay who is he running this alongside uh charlton curtis the uh dude who pretty much put in the overwatch and core duty leagues you know <laughs> was it yeah who's the guy who near enough all, uh like you know, was one of the guys who planned out the format of those leagues and, you know, I set them all up. I thought that was, um, oh, what's it, um, Nate Nanza, wasn't it? I swear. Yeah, one of them, though. He was part of that team. So it's a guy that knows esports, and it just comes down to him taking more of that. He, he's obviously left that role and is going more into the team side of things and trying to manage that and will be the one, of course, taking control of it because david beckham's just there putting his money in which is a factor that we have to talk about as well really don't we when you've got a big celebrity with a lot of money because he's a multi-millionaire not from football but also his branding you know david beckham has a clothing brand uh aftershaves you know the the list goes on he owns sports academies and that and mm. the shocking thing there was he's already got one of the technically from his investment in that one of the richest esports teams in the world and he doesn't even own players or hasn't even got players on contract yet yeah i mean i i I can sort of understand where you sort of have a bit of optimism there but at the same time if they're also looking at that particular perspective we're seeing well hey they were overwatch league so you know they they they're Mm. they're big on franchising they're big on revenue share and none of those things are available or at least on mass in rocket league like you know revenue share is definitely limited exclusively to in-game items and nothing else so you know um uh, this uh uh, this kind of was a bit of a a, 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 you know it it wasn't like the most you know the most ridiculous thing in the world um uh, i i'm I'm optimistic mystic about it but i think they'll quickly realize from a business perspective that maybe they might want to second guess their opportunities to enter into the rocket league space especially with this next story here now i mm-hmm. was the one that actually posted this to subreddit i regret it because oh my god the level of comments that i've uh, seen said of it absolutely <laughs> stupid um uh, 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 absolutely ridiculous around this but jason lake jason bw lake is the guy that um uh, runs complexity unfortunately we can't show you much about i mean i'm sure craig will like magic up some sort of way into like 
know, showing off this um uh, uh, th this video. Um, uh, uh, or you can just show like a little bit of a screenshot, play it silently in the background, um, uh, because yep. um uh, this uh th this this whole thing is basically a um uh, a bit of like a moment for Jason Lake, who is the Complexity sort of CEO. He's a employee of the Dallas Cowboys, obviously the owner of Complexity brand. He founded Complexity in like the early years of esports, and he's talking a little bit about you know why Mouse Sports and Cloud Nine decided they wanted to leave for, leave Rocket League esports, and he said, "Oh, I can't comment on that. I can tell you why we did though." And he basically mm. just turned around and said, "But essentially the same shit that we've been saying for the past like five episodes. You know, the fact that there's no return of investment. You know, they're paying shit ton massive salaries, like 50k a month for some of these teams. You know, they're paying uh, for you know accommodation and for training regiments and for all this staff to support the team, and they're getting like 20% you know prize pool return. Their revenue share is fucking atrocious uh, because we don't even know the percentages of how much you get from in-game items. You don't get advertising revenue sharing. You don't get mm -hmm. um, uh, you don't get much sponsorship support from Sionix, and there's no merch sales at LAN events. You know, like they, they don't do any of that at all. So when we're talking about an organization's place in the Rocket League space, we're looking at a situation where it's like, listen, this is not viable for a lot of teams. And basically, Jason confirms it entirely. I've got a lot of respect for this guy, by the way. He's like an esports OG. He knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And he knows how to manage a business through hard times and such. And if you watch the whole AMA, you'll hear about some of those hard times as well. I'm sure he's got a lot of content coming up about that. But it... It is a sentiment that is echoed across a lot of esports organizations with the mouse sports leave coming through a little bit earlier with a lot of other teams that have been touted behind the scenes that we can't reveal to you of also looking to leave the leave the scene as a whole. It does sing of concerns, I think, for the Rocket League ecosystem, right? Yeah, and we've got to remember this is a bloke that went through Rocket League's highs and lows. Picked up Absolutely. Complexity when they were looking at like the second best team in Europe. Yeah. They dropped off a little bit after a couple of bad decisions uh, with the players making, you know, the change-ups. Held on to them for one season during the RORS, which I thank so many orgs that do that because naturally with the whole system of uh, the game, and you saw that from Complexity when they did drop down they bought on flakes and then looked like one of the best in Europe, but then had to go for that hard craft. Let kept on to them through that, got them back up into the RLCS, and then that season where they flopped afterwards, naturally just went, you know what, we we cut our losses there, which is yeah. so fair. Like for me with Rocket League, when you get orgs that as soon as they drop down to RLRS, drop out, that is one worrying sign, of course, but. The guys that hold on to them teams, I have massive respect for the orgs that can do that because they know that that is the true passion for the team and that's what players need is the support to then be able to drive back up into the big league. And I think one of the things that I think uh, stood out to me the most about uh, about his little like you know speech and his quite and his and his answer to this whole thing was basically just like, uh, listen, this is not just a cheap marketing gimmick for you. This is an industry. This is a business mm. for us. So we need it to be a win-win situation. Which I think echoes the point about any esports fan, right? Like you can't just use the game as basic fucking um, uh, you know um, like really basic fucking um, you know marketing. You need to do something more mm -hmm. around it. You need to operate it as a sport, not as a piece of advertising uh, gear essentially to put into your marketing portfolio. Like it just doesn't work like that here for, uh, uh, for, for, for the esports infrastructure and the number of people that didn't understand that on that Reddit thread that yep. I posted, like, let me tell you, I don't, I fucking hate, <laughs> I, I absolutely hate now posting to Reddit, especially when it blows the <laughs> fuck up because that is now that post on that sub is now my most um, uh, upvoted post in all of Reddit history as the most comments of any posts I've ever put on Reddit history. And the number of people that's had this, 
fucking question that literally said this. Why do we need organizations in the oh first God. place? These money grabbing organizations oh, trying to come money in and capitalize. Whores, these oh, fucking. No. Oh, mate, these money laundering whores that are milking the hard work of players and just for their own personal gain. Okay. Who's paying salary? <laughs> the, who's, well, who's... this is the big thing, right, Jay? And there's a back, perfect backup here. I was watching a clip, uh, watching Ixo actually the other day playing, and one of the questions he got from like a sub or something like that or a donation was if you weren't involved in Rocket League, what game would you be involved in? His instant reaction? Uh, is Valorant paying well enough yet? <laughs> that is uh, yeah. it for a lot of these players. Yeah. When you've got pros looking at this, they're not doing it because they love the game. You know, if, if it was just purely because they love the game and there was no money, then they'd be doing normal day jobs yeah. and this would be, you know, they'd be going to your insomnia, they'd be going to your dream house. Well, right? It's like, if, if know, they love this so much, they would be fun. competing. If, this, if, if they love this so much, RLCS teams would be competing in Riot's Ring Stars League, okay? Yeah. Like, th that, is the, that is the truth of the matter if that was a, a, a logic that applied. And I, I remember there's one argument that seemed like it was well put together, but when I sat down and analysed it and picked it apart piece by piece, it actually made no fucking sense whatsoever. He said basically, mm. it's like, oh, we don't need it because look at what Johnny Boy's doing. He's creating a great sort of amateur circuit with no need of, of sponsorships. All the players there, they don't have a sponsorship. I'm like, but how many of those players are playing in a team and in an environment like the RLCS, mm -hmm. right? I guarantee the answer to that question is zero. I guarantee that the players that are in that circumstance aren't even playing threes. They're playing their 1v1 show matches that Johnny Boy runs, which is great too. If he wants to run that, I absolutely have no worries with that whatsoever, so long as it doesn't violate conflict of interest, as we know. Um, uh, but like the thing is, is that we're looking at a situation here where people are just like, we don't need salaries to make any sport run. We fucking need salaries for anything to run. I mean, <laughs> anything, right? Like, I, there's certain things that you can twist and sort of like make, okay, look, right, this is going to be, you know, our little, uh, our little non-salary thing. Like Aftershock, we don't do salaries for because it's all voluntary. It's all done out of, the, mm. out, of, out of everyone's free time for all the shit that we do. And actually, in the grand scale of things, it pays off later down the road because while we make a loss here doing this show, me and Bacon can make profit later when people look at our expertise. They look at what we can bring to the table in terms mm -hmm. of an entertainment product and an expertise product, and they say, hey, let's hire him for an event. Yeah, now, then, then that's if, like that's dumb. just the natural. It's the same yeah. with community orgs when they step on in. No one in community orgs is really making money. Yeah. Uh, you might be making a little bit of money when it comes around to let, let's just uh, take um, Rocket Baguette right now when they get sponsored events. You know, that's where they're making money from it because they're actually getting money drawn on in but when it's coming down to your your standard 100 uh, euro weeklies or whatever they're not making money that it's just going straight out the door yeah. the benefit there is that sort of like oh but you're getting exposure it's actually just you know job training really to then be able to go afterwards after uh, you know do that now two years down the line uh, after a university degree or whatever you can go to face it esl and just say well i've been admining actually doing the job that you want to hire me for as well as having this degree can i please get a job and that is so much more favorable and then of course it goes on from there you take a look and at the dream then, mods and that yeah but, but even then for the organization they don't get a return of investment later down the road no. the key thing to mention about the aftershock example is yes we make loss now but we make money later down the road organizations that are investing into these uh, teams like they're going to lose very early on 
and they'll never see that return ever, mm. ever. And that's the reason why Rocket League rosters get dropped. That's the reason why any roster gets dropped because a, an organization, to, to, to paraphrase Jason Lake, you know, uh, he, he said like, you know, organizations need to spend a limited amount of funds in a limited number of places to get the best bang for buck and overall to make as much as much money as we possibly can out of esports because it's not easy to do that, right? Mm. You know, Counter-Strike, it has no fucking revenue share unless you're competing at a major level in that which case you get sticker money. Um, uh, uh, but, you know, other than that, there's, there's nothing, you know, you have to either be part of a franchise league or a, um, uh, or, or you have to be in the major. Like, those are the only two options that you have to, that, 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 that can possibly do that. I know there were other solutions like ECS down the road, which also did that. EPL has its own little sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, uh, semi-franchise structure now. But, you know, the game is so massive and it's so, so defined in terms of all the other tournaments that, organizations they can see some level of return of investment even if it's not the most amount even even if it's not that they're making like humongous profits or the margins aren't quite there you can still see a reason to support a team in counter-strike and i don't know a single squad at the highest level of counter-strike which don't have an organization backing them right there's not a single one mm-hmm. you can make an argument for the major and the and the road to rio and the rmr events because obviously they're combining the minors and the major together so that sort of supports some of the smaller teams that should really can be competing on the level before, before below the major but in Pro League, in Flashpoint, you know, uh, in, in all these other tournaments that we see coming out of the highest level, like the ESL1s and the IEMs and DreamHack Masters as well, none of them. And I mean mm. none of them, unless some stupid a lower, lower, lower bracket underdog run through the qualifier comes through and they get through that. None of them have any of those things because they're they're well supported because there's a reason to have mm-hmm. a Counter Strike roster because it has value. You can sell that to sponsors, and you know even though you might not be able to make money off the teams going to the event directly, having a Counter Strike squad. Like, there's so many eyeballs on your product. Like, you know, we were doing a fucking, um, uh, we're doing a $50,000 tournament right now in CS. I was doing a, a match this morning and two absolute shit teams. Nobody fucking cared about it. They got 5,000 viewers, right? That's how big Counter-Strike is, okay? Like, you know, mm-hmm. one of the, a, a very insignificant match and a very insignificant tournament still got that much viewership. It's like, do you see that happening in Rocket League? No, no you fucking don't. Like, where's the ROI here, you know? And I think that, you know, when, when, when we're talking about, like, you know, the, 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 the organizations and where they stand in, 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 in Rocket League and why do we need them, I think the, the, thing, the thing about it is that it's simple. Right? You know, Sonic's aren't going to pay for the spot, aren't going to pay for salaries, we can't pay for fucking salaries. We can't crowdfund mm-hmm. fucking salaries. I mean, we can try. I, I give it a shot, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, but like, you know, who's going to pay for all these professional players? And, you know, you can't, you can't continue this level of form from professional teams by taking away salaries. Because you take away motivation, you take away reason to play. Like, you know, a million dollar season is fucking great and all, but you only manage to get a sizable proportion of that if you place in the top end of the scene. If you can't do that, if you don't get a salary, if you can't support your life outside of the season, uh, you have to support practice time. You have to be compensated for that. You have to mm-hmm. support week to week. You have to be supported for the off season as well. And all those things have to be have to come from somewhere that's somewhere is the organization. So where, why do we need organizations? It's simple. Without organizations, we don't have a fucking sport, you know? Like, you know, when, mm-hmm. when you ever see the Premier League without, you know, a, when you ever see an unsponsored team into the Premier League. You're still an yeah. amateur. The level exactly. of Rocket League would be way lower. It you would know? not have evolved the way it did. And that is all down to players being able to put their full time and effort into it. I, I mean, some players don't put all their full time and effort in, you know, but they've got great talent, but they need more reasons to do that. You know, more tournaments would actually give them that, you know, it makes it more exciting, gives more push. But it's just across the board, just not there. And one of the things which we can say is just clear as day, like I said, is org merch, you know, just jerseys, whatever, not being at events. When we went to... Uh, 
Madrid. Yeah, it was Madrid. I was thinking Valencia, but that was DreamHack, which actually did have this. We have to say, when we went to Madrid, there was one T-shirt for sale, wasn't there, Jay? Yeah. And that was the Madrid Land T-shirt. Yeah. Not even general Rocket League merch, because when we turned up today on the first day, we were like, you know what? If they've got it, like we've seen in past events, you know, like at Landon, if you can pick up just a Rocket League T-shirt for a tenner, well worth it like i'm gonna do that it's the only time i'm really going i've looked on jinx uh since then i'm just there like 25 quid for a t-shirt not really doing it whenever they do their sales it's like last of stock so you can't really get much that you actually want so it's just always down to i'll pick up at the land event and when you can't actually pick up the land jerseys which a lot of people would then go into the toilets you know quickly pop that on over the t-shirt or change it on out and then wear that in the crowd become more invested in that team more invested in the esport it all has knock on yeah. like events knock on effects and rock league is just stopping that at the very first hurdle they can't even get to the end of this 210 meter hurdle race purely because that first hurdle is just not actually possible to jump over at this yeah. moment in time like for some reason, Sonics have made that out of concrete. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing about it is that, you know, th that is one of the things that you could easily just do right there and then to address one of Jason's main issues is the fact that, you know, revenue share, that's right there. You just fucking make a stall, put it up at a dream hack, for example. Like, I remember mm -hmm. Valencia, obviously, it's a little bit more difficult because it's a convention, but even then, you have a whole stage to yourself. Why can't you just tack a fucking, you know, like, merch stall to the side of it? Just say, like, hey, any team who's competing with merchandise, we'll sell it for you, we'll pass on some of the profits to you. Like, it's so fucking easy. And, like, mm -hmm. the thing about it is that, like, a merch stall gets so much more money. Money. I can tell this by default, right? I've ordered team jerseys online. You know, I've I've, I've carefully thought about it, and I've made some sort of what like an opportunity right now, Jay. <laughs> I, I was gonna I was gonna get to that part, yep. right? I bought this at an event, and that event in particular, in a single day of that event, I spent about five hundred pounds on team merch. Okay, right. That is what I'm talking about when it comes to to to, to fans. Mm -hmm. Right, fans are rededicated. Right, I'm not saying that you should try start exploiting people or anything like that. But it's like I'm a hardcore esports fan. If I want some merch, I'm getting some fucking merch. Okay, I've actually gonna I've actually mm -hmm. ordered a new uh, a, a complexity a new a complexity jersey coming along. I need to find and track down see whether Reason Gaming stuff is back in stock as well. But it's like at an event, I'm willing to buy so much fucking shit. And I tell you right now, if Madrid had a big store with all the team jerseys on it, I would have bought most of them. You know, I, I think that some of the jerseys are fucking fantastic. You know, I haven't, mm -hmm. I haven't yet to get. I'm yet to get a Cloud Nine jersey. Um, a Space Station is one I'm particularly looking at as well. And you know, I need a new updated Dignitas one because this is Dignitas's old logo and everything. You know, I, I, there's a lot of stuff that you know that, that that would just be such a great opportunity to capitalize on, and it's a great revenue share for not only the teams and the organizations, but for Sonics themselves because you're the ones running the stall. Therefore, you get a cut of those profits, and it seems just like such a basic thing to hmm. do. And that's just one area in which you can uh, in, in, in which you can put that together. And you know, and, and there's so many other ways that you can do things like activations are also available. There's also like sponsorship sharing, and you know, trying to secure new revenues for stuff like that you know and and, and 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 activation things as well like you know imagine if we had the cdw activation where it's like they had like some of the teams getting involved in some level of like you know content online or something like that you know and it's like you could do that pitch to cw 
they give it, they give some money back and you mm-hmm. just share that with the organizations and the teams. And it's like, that seems like such a basic fucking thing to do. And you can get so creative with stuff like that. There's so many things that need to be done. And I think to lose organizations on the whole would just turn us back to the dark ages, right? You know, like it would turn it us back would. to 2015 where the only organization was flip side tactics and you had them facing off against crowd and fucking jewels. You know, it's not 2015 <laughs> anymore. Weeklies are not the pinnacle of Rocket League, of, of, of Rocket League tournaments. You know, we, we, we would be returning to a time of regression as opposed to progression. We need to progress more than anything else in Rocket League, in my opinion. Yeah, especially after we just had a season where every RLCS team had a sponsor to them. You know, in the EU, I think NA uh, Flight was the only ones that didn't, you know. So it's just that case that we got so far. We thought we finally hit it so that the pro scene was all fully sponsored and that, and now it's going backwards. That's the problem right there. You should never take steps backwards. You should always look to progress. And when we're there going, these are actually very simple steps that have been known about for ages you know when you just look as far back as you know the mid noughties for example so 15 years ago when esports did start to take off properly the these were the first steps that people fought up to come into it and they still existed today because the simplest answers are generally the biggest best ones it's when you get Mm. into complex ones where you're looking to make that little bit of extra money which can just topple you over making break even to actually making profits and it just seems so silly that it even goes back to the mentality when we bought in the esports uh, items in the shop. You know, we can't use a normal system. We have to make something bespoke purely because nothing is oh, like Rocket God, League, yeah, man. which is so bullshit. You just copy paste from what others have done, and that'll get you a baseline. After that, you can take a feeler and then adapt to what you need. And it is just time and time again slip ups, which just hurt us. And I feel like we're fucking repeating ourselves, by the way. Like, mm. like I remember yeah. us saying this shit on like, some of the first three episodes in twenty in twenty eighteen. You know, like we, we we've been banging on this fucking drum for ages, and it's like, how how hard can it be? How hard can mm-hmm. it be just to implement a couple of basic features that keeps the organizations happy? Like you might not have to appeal to them in, in, in whole, but I think about it like this, right? You know, I, I don't, I, 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 I grew up I, when, when I was working my way out, when I could get my first few jobs, I fucking hated my bosses. Right. But I'm not going to turn mm. around and just basically just be an absolute dickhead to them because it, it hurts their <laughs> bottom line. So it hurts my bottom line even worse. Right. Same <laughs> yeah, thing as if, same thing if I was in an organization, like imagine we made Aftershock a professional organization and fucking, I don't know, Trox was being an absolute wankstain about doing social media stuff or just some some absolutely absurd scenario like that right you know i wouldn't fucking kick him out because i want to spike him right because he's actually good at what what he does right Mm. and it would hurt my bottom line worse to go ahead and do that right that's basically the same thing for psionics right here right you know yeah you might not want to appeal to the organizations and you want to be very player centric that's fine but don't fucking just kick them all out immediately and just like not appeal to them until they slowly just fade away because it hurts everything else hmm. more than that okay like you that's act a hypothetical like mature adults and actually talk it out that <laughs> that's is a it. hypothetical scenario by the way trox i'll see you in chat but yeah no like that, that that's the bottom line of things right and like we could bang on about this all day like i think we have to do like a special surrounding like how like coming mm. up with ways we have to do that which hopefully we can do some very special episodes very, very soon, but more information on that in the coming few weeks with any luck, right? Let's move on. Let's talk about some more positive things before we get into our big fuck-off news story, which uh, uh, we got uh, sent uh, uh, recently. This is from Reddit. This is taken actually off Twitch. Um, uh, speculation that Turbo is going back to the European scene and not signing with Envy like it was originally touted. He said uh, to uh, at ZRL in a Twitch chat, no, I'm going back to Europe in two weeks. This was a couple of days ago. 
um, uh, uh, which seems to suggest that he's just going to be returning. I'm guessing that's probably because he couldn't secure a contract or didn't want to secure a contract with the North American organization. I think the main rumor uh, was that he was going towards NB, and it seems like that's not going to be the case anymore, Bacon. So this is all based off what you said in Twitch chat. I, I'm just going to say people lie, Jay. What is to stop <laughs> Turbo from doing this purely because he doesn't I, want look, to, I'll, I'll you know, this. do the this, right? leak publicly early? You know, I, I, will, I will say this. I will say this, right? Like, you know, never, ever take anyone's word of face mm. value. OK, like unless they have built up a repertoire of constantly telling the truth over and over and over again, never ever just take someone's shit at face value like you know I, i've learned it the hard way okay like you know <laughs> so like just trust me when i say that you know i, I, I know obviously that directly can't contradicts what i just fucking said about not trusting people at the, at the value but just bear that in mind okay um uh, but you know i haven't seen many updates on that particular rumor to be honest so like, i don't know if it's true or not um and like you know the question really is, is would north america want to lose an entity like turbo pulsar because i mean NRG dropped off really fucking hard in the last season. You know, they went from being world champions to just barely scraping together a, a fucking, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a brawl tournament. So like, they've they've had a bit of a tough time all in all in, in the American scene. And I'm not sure how much that was down to uh, to Turbo Pulse's sort of uh, uh, you know involvement in that team. Oh, for me, straight up right now, can we just like you know talk about? Uh, his recent uh, performance in the, and I'm just going to quickly bring it up, the Brawl 10K, you know? Um, yeah, let's let, let's just note that on Envy, Turbo won it. Like, if I was Envy right now, as they've just found the key, it feels like, don't get me wrong, circumstantial with other results and, you know, players playing on the day or not, you know? But that feels like it's the case where Envy should be looking at this and going, we don't want to give them up. This could be potentially our time. You know, after Envy way back in the day picking up, uh, you know, Northern Gaming roster, th this should be a no-brainer for them. They finally had the chance right then, and the teams just sort of, like, split, went their separate ways, you know? <laughs> this could be their chance to finally have that Rocket League World Championship crown. And, I mean, Turbo, as long as he can secure employment, his visa should you know, tick over into that new contract because he's already allowed to work over in uh, North America. So it seems like a no-brainer. To me, this just looks like Turbo saying, oh, no, I'm going back to Europe in two weeks. Why not? The That, that can change. It don't matter. Uh, the MV announcement is coming later this week, for example. I'm just trying to, you know, cause a little bit of drama. Rocket League players like stirring the pot. That is true. I mean, obviously, you know, we talked about, like, you know, we, we were mentioning how Cloud9 were going to leave the organization and obviously, like, all how Squishy was going to leave Cloud9. And obviously, he was on, like, fucking stream. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, he didn't say that. And yep. yeah, you, you fucking did. Don't, don't fucking bullshit me about, <laughs> you know, like, it just fucking happened. So, you know, <laughs> don't, 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 don't fuck around with that. Um, so yeah, like, you know, it's, it's the same sort of stuff as what we were mentioning earlier. It's like, you know, just just take it. Just don't take anyone's fucking words yep. at face value until you see, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, and until you, uh, you know, uh, until you see something that proves them right. Um, uh, and for me, like, I don't know what the situation is with that respect. Like, we've got to wait a lot. Like, again, it's been very, very quiet on the Turbo Pulsar future front. It's been very, very quiet on Envy's future front. So like, we we don't know what's going on there. And I mean, Which, still to the me, chance. that just makes me think that he's not going anywhere. There's no update, you know. That's the way I find it anyway, you know? 
Otherwise, we yeah. we would have heard, oh, he's uh, looking to scrim with Mouse or X Mouse, for example. Just saying that because Fruity isn't you know one hundred percent confirmed. He only played with them for Euro Cup, but it's that sort of a line for me anyway. Jay, I've not heard any rumors of Turbo going with a different team or at least a European team. So that just makes me think, oh, he's probably just sticking with Envy, you know. And this is just to uh, sidetrack people. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of the situation from Envy as well. And I don't really know how much they want to be involved in Rocket League. Like, part of the reason why they left Europe in the first place was because of the situation that they have, uh, that, that that they had overall. Is that like, you know they want you know franchising leagues, they want to get, um, uh, they want to get involved in, in scenes that have franchising. It's the reason why they uh, they rejoined Counter Strike recently is because hey, they had a, a franchise league open up in the in, in Flashpoint, and obviously they're now one of the uh, the founding partner teams. Did fucking horribly, by the way, for those of you who don't know, eleventh out of twelve. <laughs> <laughs> the only team that finished behind them was Copenhagen Flames, who, you know, they're, they're an all right tier two team. They've actually just sold their team off to existence. Yeah. I saw that, 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 that There's like, also Ooh. that as well. Um, so, you know, like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not exactly been like a fantastic sort of time for, for the NBA side, but like, you know, for them... Like just talking about their their general sort of uh, like you know perception in Rocket League is obviously like their their thing is about franchising and you know can, when we haven't when we've got guys like Jason Lake stepping up to the fold and saying look there's not enough for organizations to justify you know creating a creating a team like Envy's position is so unstable right now so like on the flip side well I do because I, I do see obviously don't take Turbo's you know Turbo statement of face mm. value on the flip side I'm also looking at it saying well I mean. Maybe maybe he decided not to go to Envy because Envy may be folding very soon. I realize they just got They're the, the team a couple a six months month ago. Contract, for example. That's it. Yeah, you know, because it's like, hey, they don't want to be here for a very long time. Maybe they offer to the end of the next season and just be like, you know, that that's going to be, uh, you know, uh, the, the end of it right there and then. Um, uh, but you know, like for um, uh, uh, and, and obviously that stand-in situation during uh, the brawl was a stand-in situation only. We don't know what the situation is overall in terms of the business side and behind the scenes. And again, there's been nothing about this, so like we don't know what's really going on. Is the bottom line of the story right there? You know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nothing really tired. Sorry. <laughs> um, one more piece of piece of news that I wanted to get into before I realized I haven't put it into the news uh, into the news section because uh, I I done fucked this up. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. I'm gonna ask you to make some adjustments on the fly, Craig, because I fucked this up. Where do I Where look? is it? I, I've, I've got to scroll through. There it is. Okay, I found it. <laughs> okay. Oh, the tweet's been fucking taken away. What the hell? I've got to find it now. Hold on. Ooh. Sorry. We run a professional <laughs> and well-coordinated podcast here at RL After Shock. This will be sorted out. There it is. Okay, I found it. Um, I'm trying sorry. to figure this out. We'll this with everyone okay. at home. I have no idea what this is. Nice cactus. Ah, yes. The nice cactus Good. monthlies are now a thing. Uh, they are retiring the old weekly system. I think that because they realized sort of like what we were saying about, you know, weeklies only being so pertinent in the bubble scene basis that we need significant tournaments with significant prize pools and significant weight to them. Well, that's basically what they've done right here. Announcement. We are launching WATH, our friends and partners. A uh, great typer, by the way, guys. Uh, <laughs> at Rocket Baguette, our new monthly Rocket League tournament starting this July with a thousand euro cash prize. The qualifiers are going to be every Wednesday starting on July 1st and obviously that builds into an overall sort of monthly finals uh, with the uh, 1000 euro cash prize now I, my understanding is that they're basically just uh, removing turning the weeklies from the price uh, the price pool weeklies mm -hmm. that we used to have independent of each other into basically a bunch of qualifying events that qualify to a 1000 euro cash prize now I like this. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I absolutely love this. I believe that this is an evolution onto what we should have, onto what we've already got, which is ultimately what I'm all about. Like, I like the idea of progressing and 
get the bubble scene to have like thousand euro tournaments and significant sort of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, prospects. It's actually going to be something that I think uh, Nice Cactus uh, have made the right call on. The Rocket Baguette made the right call on when it comes to yep. sorting out this particular, uh, this particular, um, you know, uh, circuit for me. So straight away, I'm going to be a massive fan of this because this is, Jay, and you'll remember it, what I wanted to do with Rewind way back when. The difference back then was that the money was really not significant. The problem being like back then, it was like, oh, we want to offer 150 euros for a monthly, you know, with and near the same format to this, which for a lot of players, understandable. They don't really want to put up that effort for it. But here, when Mm. they're able to take all of those weekly prize uh, pools, you know, let's just say a month is four weeks. It can sometimes be five, sometimes be four, you know, with just namesake. So they're actually saving a bit of money here, but also it makes a more prestigious tournament. Uh, from my understanding, it's two qualifiers, you know, four teams from each, and then that turns into the last final tournament. It is a no-brainer, a format that then seems more prestigious because, again, money yep. is a good indicator of prestige, plus you've gone and got two teams, uh, you know, four teams from each qualifier on through. They can take a break and then look at that and full focus into their opponents. This is a great breeding ground for good teams right now. Instead of having Magnifico four weeks in a row just running through, (laughs) they get that one, and then it all settles down. The focus is not on them. You've got the other teams coming on in, but then they can come smash it in what should be the best competition. Because right now, when I'm looking at weeklies, it's quite often because, of course, the seed and you know the good teams and the good players, it's all very much pointless right up into the quarterfinals whereas here you're getting through that pointless stage whilst also giving that experience to those lower ranked players because they've got the two qualifiers to go through and of course in the second qualifier should be heavy uh, not as heavy competition because of course you've got four big teams removed straight away it is a win 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 all around the table and i love it Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, the only thing I'd say is like, I hope it leaks, it, 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 it um, uh, loops into the Rising Stars League as well, because I think that you know, like mm-hmm. one of the things that they had um, uh, about this is obviously they had the weeklies going on and the Rising Star Cups and the Star League Cups and stuff that also were sort of like they're basically like the FA Cup if you were to run it every single week for all intents and purposes uh, for the Superstar League teams. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, again, I, I like this idea and I think that as an independent tournament, it's great. I think it's a great thing to fill the air where we don't have any Superstar League on because obviously last week was the last week they played at the Grand Finals there and we'll be covering that a little bit later on in the show. But in general, like, I just like the idea of more prize money and, and more tournaments and, and more things that you could run towards it. The only thing that I would wish for, and again, this isn't going to be a criticism of them, it's just that I wish we could have a $5,000 cash prize on the monthly because for me, that's the one thing that would take it to the ultimate monthly no, in my no, personal no, no, opinion. No, 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 what you do, Jay, is you Uh-oh. make a seasonal. You do your 1,000s after three tournaments, you then make the seasonal with top two teams sort of like making their way through on a point system. And then you have those open qualifier spots again to make this ultimate final tournament. And then the summer, on- the winter, all of those, as <laughs> well as the monthlies. It's a lot to add for on top, of course, but I mean, that's you're also it, relying you, on, you're, you're working relying. towards something. You're also yeah. relying on the prospect that, you know, we'll we'll also see all the teams stick together for that period of time where there's a good chance that <laughs> yeah. most of them well, won't. On, so. on that note, Boyer's thank you, Boyer, as well, for correcting me in Twitch chat there. It's not two qualifiers, it's four, and then after the first month, yeah. it'll be free. So basically, Again, replacing the I'm going to be intrigued to see how they handle that top two from the final monthly and that carryover, because I'd imagine it'd just be the two-thirds rule, you know? 
Yeah, possibly. Um, uh, and, and for me, you know, like, you know, it's kind of fitting into the whole idea that the weekly is another qualifiers for the monthly itself. But other than that, you know, again, just like, you know, a mm-hmm. big stuff coming out, a nice cactus. Uh, really happy to see it announced. Really happy to see that they're prioritizing their uh, their money in, in a nice way. Again, I just wish we could sort of like prioritize it a little bit more and then we'd have a really good situation on our hands. But Moving on from that, um, uh, our final piece of news for the day is unfortunately something that broke in the bubble scene. It didn't see much attention going there, going the way of the mainstream uh, uh, fucking, um, you know, uh, scene essentially. Um, but mm-hmm. it was something that we wanted to address uh, because um, it's 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 not a fun it's, it's not a fun situation at all. No. So, Team WMB. You'll know them as with my boys. Um, they are uh, an organization now. I'm not sure how official this is. Um, uh, uh, th- 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 this is in terms of like you know, it's uh, uh, it's sort of like you know, organization status. Like it's, it's basically fake, fake house. Yeah, it's fake yeah. house team, and they're currently been supporting a team in the Rising Stars League. They did a bunch of stuff. And then this shit show hit the fans. So there was a twit longer press release from the French speaking Rocket League community um, uh, about uh, harassment of a sort. Now, the allegations themselves pertained to one uh, person uh, on uh, the Rocket Bigger admin team uh, by the name of Sabo. I do hope that we can get that translated, by the way, uh, on the uh, stream. Um, but, uh, you know, basically for the, for the bottom part of this thing is that basically, you know, he's been harassing a guy called Ato, um, uh, who's, uh, uh, basically, um, uh, uh, a fake house brother, I think is, is the understanding. And apparently the situation is that he's a minor. It's not really, um, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's not really a, a fantastic situation, but, uh, it's certainly not something that we, uh, we, 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 we like to see in rocket league. And unfortunately based off the screenshots in the follow-up tweet, um, uh, things are, uh, uh, uh things are not looking, uh, all, 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 all that fun. Uh, you know, Sabo has publicly tweeted at a toe saying a bunch of different things about it. Uh, mm-hmm. you you know, uh, he's been in game, uh, 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 basically uh, saying some uh, uh, some shit against their mother. Basically, um, basically acting in a really unprofessional way. Um, and, and, and WMB were basically taking no shit about this. I mean, it's Fake Al's basic uh, organization, so obviously he's stepping up to the plate um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and saying stuff about it in this particular twit longer now. Um, while they did, um, oh, what was the situation? I think there was also something re- uh, leveled at, uh, exotic, uh, who is, um, mm-hmm. uh, a, a player for Solari, obviously, um, uh, who basically turned around and said, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I fucked up, but, um, the unfortunate situation around Sabo is that he hasn't actually said anything of apology worthy. Now I know that there was this tweet mm-hmm. uh, that went out. If I can find it real quick, I've got to scroll through the whole fucking thing. Um, uh, but like, basically, there was a. Uh, actually, I've got it on the fucking uh, on, the, on the show button, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, uh, there was uh, this tweet, and, and 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 Craig, you can bring this up because I, I will read out the translation that was sent to uh, that, that was sent to me via the screenshot. Um, uh, basically, uh, Sabo's apology came along the lines of something like this: uh, "Hello, man. I come to apologize and." Fr- in private, first of all, my behavior was really deplorable, and I would never have liked to take out the words uh, take out the words that were out. This is a rough translation, by the way. It's all through Google Translate. Um, for some time, I have reserve of tilt towards your brother who returned towards you. Your brother does not know the reasons for it because I have my reasons not to like him, even if that does not change the fact that I insulted you publicly. I have problems IRL, which gander on my character in game. Uh, I must know how to make things clear. This success tilt should not have happened. Uh, I ask if you wish it or not to excuse me of the insult that you have received from me 
This is a non-apology, in my opinion. Um, basically, what he's done here is he's basically like just given the basic sort of like first line, hey, I've come to apologize, and then basically said, well, I hate your brother, basically, is the complexion of the whole message itself, which to me does not seem like a very remorseful apology. Like you haven't said, I've seen the error in my ways. You haven't explained what the error was. You basically just said, look, I said this because I don't like your brother, and that's just not fucking on. You know, for a guy who's also a player and an admin as well, like that's that's just yeah. not professional, and not to mention that's problematic as well. Because if you happen to just not like Team WMB or not not like players on Team WMB, then that could fucking skew your results real bad. Like you, your your bias could be called into severe question if ever there's a technical problem or an admin call that ever needs to be done in that respect. Yeah, and this isn't us taking a you know a witch hunt at Savage Juice. This is an example because it's the most yeah. recent one, and basically pointing out that this type of behavior is rife within yeah. the Rocket League community, and it is something that needs to happen. And whilst you know you don't like to see, it, of course, I actually sort of back Team WMB fake out and bring this up into light because there is very little accountability and responsibility taken by players and their actions. A lot of players feel, and we've seen this before, feel like they are safe within the lobbies, just typing out absolute abuse within yeah. the in-game text chat. And that is not on. You know, currently with the whole world and everything that's going on in that, we know that abuse is wrong. But why is it that as soon as you're in-game, a little bit flustered because you're a goal or two down, you just become a horrible little gremlin? And this isn't just directly at Sab, I'm just saying a broad general yeah. term to a lot of I mean, people because like, it happens to so many the, the way that I see it is that obviously like for me it's leveling the playing field because obviously we give the players a lot of shit we did so in the state of the scene address we've done it over the course of the entire show's you know lifespan we've constantly said look like you need to act more professionally and well I'm, I'm mm -hmm. just giving I'm just giving a bit of balance here because it's not just the players the admins seem to also have some fucking issues because obviously as I mentioned Sabo is an admin for Rocket Baguette and he still is to this day now the reason why that confuses me a little bit and why there's never sort of been any discipline leveled against his name is because this happened before as well uh, from April 2019 mm -hmm. I was linked to this by Squirrel Gaming. Um, uh, if you want to bring this up, uh, Craig, it's another twit longer that basically, um, uh, uh, you know, ba basically calls out the likes of Sabo and, and, and mentions some of the, some of the shit that he's been involved in. And, it's 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 not pretty again you know like we verified the accounts that seem to belong to his old previous alias magician sabo which i think right now right now it's like xt and nxt sabo something like that is is his twitter that was now deactivated um and basically leveled the same sort of things you know like there was a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that was like leveled towards squirrel gaming sort of uh, uh, a team and uh, you know personal insults and it's like you know how hard does it have to be just to not be a dick and the fact that this happened a year ago shows to me that like right now this is this is not being fixed and there's nothing right now being taken to address it on the whole bacon you know yeah and it just comes down to simple human decency like i've seen it before with you know playing in game people putting in the name oh uh in game uh chat off just like is is that simple guys just if you're a dick and you know you're a dick or an arsehole just turn the in-game chat off so you can't actually type to people. It is as simple as that. You might get flustered, you might get angry, but it's just that case of just try and mitigate it so you don't do that. You know, and this is one thing, and I've seen it with current pros where they have used racial slurs, horrible language in-game, and this has not come back to bite them. 
yet is the way that I feel about it because it's, and it, again that comes down to what we've complained about Sonics and that but it just comes down to as Rocket League grows this does hurt people's careers because if it becomes a reoccurring trend for you as a player and people are shouting it out then it's not going to be as uh, family friendly as some of these brands want you know, for them to pick you yeah. up as a player or in the case of some organisations wanting you on as an admin for work, whatever, it's not good for you. You just got to learn to control your temper. Yes, Rocket League players are young, but human decency starts from the age of zero. Yeah, exactly. Uh, absolutely. You know, like I, I think the age, there's certain things that you can be reminded for that. But like, you know, the fact that Sabo's done this several times in a uh, in a administration an administrative capacity like you know a, st- a statement and a position of like you know power essentially just goes to show me that like th- there's a certain element of this that makes me distrust that power of rule and that's mm. concerning for you know an organization that needs it to keep things straight that needs to keep things going you know like rocket baguette have to you know like the, uh, my, my question to them is why haven't you taken action or why haven't you sort of like you know mm. made statements or why haven't you reprimanded or otherwise done things like that you know like you you, you need to do those things regardless of age like you know i i and 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 this of like compounds with some other accusations that have been made towards rb admins and nice cactus admins in the past you know certainly this substantiates some of the stuff that i've seen in the, uh, before even though i don't think a lot of those things are have much pertinence because there's a lack of evidence in those cases but mm-hmm. you know to see obviously admins fucking you know not acting in, in in a professional level of form that just goes to show that maybe the organization isn't quite up to code either you know and i'm not saying anything against rocket mm. baguette but that's the impression it gives me because these are the guys that they've stood by you know th- these are the guys that you know unfortunately rocket baguette have not reprimanded sabo as far to my knowledge he's still in the discord as an admin so what, what's the damage here you know like wh- why, why haven't we seen anything about this guy and i'm not saying publicly drag mm-hmm. his fucking uh, name through the mud but just like say mm. look right three months suspension you know, you're not you're, you're not doing anything for us uh, uh, anytime soon because you know, and, and that's your punishment. You know, that's what I'd do. It's it's one of the yeah. basic, most basic things. You know, just say like, look, you can't, you are not, you know, you are not ready, or you're not in a position to appropriately hold a position of power within our organization. Because if this bias here fucks up your admin making decisions, then we're gonna have you know some major major problems. You know. Yeah, and, and again, I'm not comes... saying any of these things will actually happen, but again, it's the same thing with conflict of interest. Right. If we have to question that because of people's behavior, then that's a problem of its own virtue. Yeah, and again, they, it's a problem itself that you have to, yeah, put punishments, I guess, down for people. But for a lot of people, this is the only reason, uh, the only way to sort of stop it. Because, like I said, when some people just feel like they are in an enclosed space, there are no repercussions to what they say, they can just spout horrible stuff. It gets out a bit of stress, a bit of tension, sure, fine, whatever, you know. But it's still that case of you're affecting someone else as the results of your actions. You're it's the whole, you know, chain of uh, bullshit. You know, you're being, you're angry, you're hurt, so you go put that on someone else. They become angry or hurt, and it just keeps on going. No, you've got to be mature enough to stop that, so that your actions don't affect someone else negatively. And like I said, it's as simple as just not saying those words, or if you really can't help it, just putting it a restriction in place. The game literally has it there where you can turn the in-game chat off, and that would just makes life so much easier for everyone. And again. If you find yourself in that way, just don't do it. Take a step away from the game. And it just, it's so odd to me in a sense, I guess, because I'm quite a happy go lucky person, you know. But for me to look at that there and go, why do you want to sprout, uh, you know, spout negativity? Why do you actually want to yeah. hurt someone I in mean, that like, way? Look, right. 
sometimes negativity can be used in the correct way to make some good out of it. You know, I certainly don't believe that, you know, all, uh, that we need to like completely remove the scene of negativity. If that was the case, then this show wouldn't even fucking exist. You know, that's, that's just the bottom line of things. But like, I think that, you know, this, this level of negativity is just unnecessary. And again, it's unprofessional uh, in, in my opinion, because like that's, it's just so fucking unneeded. And, you know, mm-hmm. he, he basically admitted himself, you know, I don't like certain people in this community. And it's like, well, that's okay. But you for being so fucking about it you know just don't 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 talk to them unless absolutely necessary and again you're in a position of power imagine the look i mean this does not give you a good look as an admin and i know you're a player as well doesn't give you a good look as a player and it holds your organizations into very low account right and that's the thing i like sabo you know i thought he was all right you know i I, I assume this is the same sabo you know i assume it's the same sabo that used to compete in tcs so you know know, for me like i'm looking Mm -hmm. at this like you know like this you know he was an all right dude but like you know if you're acting like this then I have to come, I have to question that now, basically. And I don't want to have to fucking do that. So like, you know, just pony up and give a proper apology uh, is the first thing. And Rocket Baguette, like, you know, just step up to the fold. You know, obviously I love you guys mm-hmm. as well, but by you continuing to allow these guys, the, the guys like this to, uh, to exist in your ecosystem, it's a problem, you know, like it is a problem. And I, and I understand where you're coming from because obviously we sit there and we do tournaments as well and we see the unreasonable shit, but there's a point where you have to realize, hey, maybe some of these players might have a point. Maybe we might have to go ahead and, 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 and make some changes or to reprimand some staff mm. members. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's got to fucking happen. And again, this is just the surface level of shit that goes on the bubble scene, right? And as you mentioned, you give one person hell, he gives the next person hell, he gives the next person hell, and it just continues to spread this absolute fucking you know, cesspool that is the bubble scene. It's so hard to break. I've seen so few players break it, you know, um, and... Mm-hmm. When those players do break it, obviously, you know, all power to them. You know, and, and oftentimes those players come with the level of, look, I learned my mistakes. I was a fucking child back then. I was an idiot. You know, I definitely, you know, don't deserve this opportunity, but I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to try and move on from that. And for those people, that's fucking amazing. I absolutely love that. So, you know, like, we, we, can, we can bang on about it all the same. And now we can get to the announcement that we uh, officially had uh, leaked Hopefully to us a little bit earlier today. <laughs> right at the end of the news. Yeah, I was, I, that's the thing. Right? I was trying to fill as much as fucking possible so we could get to this right here. But I'll just grab the uh, the tweet so we can uh, send it to Craig so he can bring this up on the stream. Sorry about this again, mate. I realize that this show is all over the place today. But the field in partnership with rival esports the new daily league for everyone from first time players to professionals and what you mm-hmm. can expect with the article below now uh, again our leak basically gave us an advanced copy of this uh, particular uh, of this blog post and i wanted to ask you bacon have you had the chance to uh, read through oh, it yes. as of early today of course okay. i have <laughs> good fucking <laughs> shit right so for those of you who don't know, the field is a brand new sort of uh, uh, sort of like league structure that will be introduced in association with rival esports. Consider it as the de facto sort of lower level to the rival series. I think is the best way to describe it. It sort of is, but it's also sort of not. Like you have got RLCS level teams competing in it as well. So it's sort of like you know, it's like the off season league for all intents and purposes. You know, it's not supposed to be a massive thing, but um, uh, the basic sort of like premise of it is is Division One is the highest level of play. Um, this is quoted directly from the uh, from the press release, by the or from the uh, from the blog post, by the way. Division one, the highest level of playing field, consists of Rocket League Championship Series and Rival Series teams during the open trial period. Uh, explained more a little bit later on down the uh, down the article, uh, with four additional teams uh, being added for season one. Uh, Division two, open qualification for any teams that hold Grand Championship rank uh, in standard rank play, and for season one, Division two will be limited to twenty teams. Division three, teams that do not qualify for Division two can play in Division three. Players who have left teams 
teams in Division 1s and 2s. Uh, in Divisions 1 and 2, you can form teams to play in this division as well. Um, uh, each division is subject to promotion relegation, such and so on and so forth. You know, about, uh, I think it's um, divisions, uh, promotions at the start of every single season is automatic. There's no sort of like, you know, playoffs. It's just like, you know, top four, bottom four, just basically. So, you know, um, that's the basic premise of it. It sort of functions a lot like FPL or like, you know, six man does in the sense that you queue up and you play matches and then you have to report those matches um, out in the uh, fucking, um, you know, in the uh, thingy. Uh, so, you know, there is, um, and there's about like $10,000 worth of prize every month, essentially, is the bottom line of it, I believe. So, mm. right. So let's have some conversations about this. Um, where, where do you want to start with this one, Bacon? How do we want to uh, you know, break this down? Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think that is the starting place, of course, as this has been something... Jay, you'll remember way back when I wanted in Rocket League for... I think this is another idea three you tried to now. put together in, in, in Rewind, something similar to this, if I recall yep. correctly. Like, sort and... of like a queue system. Yep. Uh, and this looks to be exactly, well, not exactly that, but it's something that's super interesting taking place that you can just basically queue up, like think of a six mans, but just team based. Um, and you start off with that base MMR, you can even call it, you know, that's what they're saying. Their ladder points start with around 1,000. You go up against uh, teams, you know, weight up, up differently. Of course, uh, teams that are lower in ladder, if they take a higher place team down, they'll gain more and you get the general gist and idea of it. Uh, it's an interesting one that's definitely, you know, the first uh, lot, will be, uh, first two divisions, 20 teams each, and then the final uh, bottom division seems to be just an open bracket uh, to anyone. Um, from what I can tell, there doesn't... Um, you know, which seem by the to way is my of... ideal fucking league mm -hmm. structure. By the way, like just open sign up to everybody. Um, I'm not a fan of putting like you know uh, certain ranks in certain divisions, but my understanding is that it's only just to sort of like set up the second division for the time being. You know, just for, yeah. until they can work out things. But and it's only for the uh, the open or the preseason. Essentially, is what they're going for. It's called like, the open trial period, which basically mm -hmm. to me says that this, none of this is officially confirmed for like X numbers of seasons. It's just like a case of this is how we're going to test it for the next month or so. And then from there, we're going to go ahead and build upon it and try and see if we can get things going for division for the actual like first season of things. So, like, there's a there's a chance that it could just get canned in the open trial, um, but you know, I'm uh -huh. not gonna. I mean, but there is also the chance, Jay, that this could potentially be that weekly league that was uh, leaked in the esports thing. That is also uh, true. Um, the thing about it is that actually, like, I don't think it's. I don't think like you can actually like I enter don't think this any is big day. Enough. That's the thing. It's like that, let me let me let me, let me read you an extract from this uh, uh, from from this from this uh, article, like just above the uh, prize pools. It says, "Quote: Each team will begin uh, a season with a thousand ladder points, which they will put on the line as they play matches against other teams. So it's sort of like a wager system involved. Uh, the amount of ladder points earned or lost will depend uh, on a team's given standing in a season. Teams that are higher in the standings will put more points in than a team below them. In addition, there will be power hours at least once a week, where teams will be incentivized to play at the same time as ladder points uh, and, and, and as ladder points gained." will be doubled. Teams must compete a minimum of 10 matches in a season to be eligible for prizing. Here's the prize, uh, prizing breakdown of each division. So what it says to me is that you can queue up at any time of the day, at any particular mm -hmm. period of the week. There'll just be specific periods where it's like, hey, you can get more points if you compete during 
I don't know, let's, let's say six to seven PM CST uh, on fucking you know Thursday night, for example, which would fuck with our show, by the way. Please don't do that. Um, you know, uh, but you know, like for, for 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 shit like that is basically what it seems to be. Like I don't think it's a weekly league per se. I think that's still something that's coming down the road. Um, uh, for me, this mm-hmm. seems to be like a side thing to help sort of like you know, it's Psionics's next sort of stab at sort of developing a lower sort of region of uh, of competition to my eyes. Yeah, and this will also work better for, you know, being able to get teams in for scrims, for example, that it's not just, you know, you playing up against teams that you're friends with and want them to do that way. I know there's already the scrim discord for example jay but this is like a more official way to do scrims you know a better way with some prize online and giving it more weight of course using both will be fantastic in this case uh currently looking through right now uh like said well there won't be official stream for these matches players are encouraged to stream their matches which is good but it being rival it would make sense that there would be especially with this uh what's it called the power hours or whatever yeah Yeah. it'd make perfect sense for rival every once and again to hop on that you know so the source that leaked me the uh, uh, the blog post also told me that the idea for Rival is to do their own broadcasts, which is twice a month, I think, for the uh, the final stages of the uh, of the top division. But they're also going to be opening it up to community streamers to also do it as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, my understanding as well is that Rival casters get priority. So Bacon, you know I have this little studio behind me, right? That just doesn't get any use because of <laughs> coronavirus and shit. <laughs> How about it, mate? <laughs> do you want to do some aftershock I mean, fucking? If they're, do if do... they're up for doing this, I'd definitely on a bi-weekly basis be quite happy <laughs> to go along and uh, pass a bit of the field, you know. Get like that logo already is beautiful. I can imagine it on the screen behind you, Jay, you know? Maybe those oh, little graphics, easily. the little lines. Mate, can I just say by the way, that yep. logo is so stranger stranger. I'm just gonna say that yep. right off the bat. That is a fucking stranger stranger design to its core. I love it a lot. Now, obviously, the caveat. <laughs> out here is the fact that you know we're looking at the ten thousand dollars and it's not going to be quite you know it's not like the biggest price point in the world and certainly i don't think that rlcs teams will keep you know sticking with it for the longest time ever i think maybe give it three to four months and then from there they'll sort of taper off and start doing the bigger sort of tournaments but for me like the way that i see this tournament going is that it will start to be sort of like a, a proving ground a training ground for sort of the other the other sort of like, you know lower divisions in the bubble scene mm-hmm. um it hasn't been clarified whether or not this will end up being for eu or NA or for both as well. So I also uh, want to know what the situation both. is. That is it for both? Uh, it, yeah, it's just NA and EU. So okay. the thing is, no Sam, no OCE support for okay. this so there you go that is the field and that is uh, an exciting time at least an exciting addition again it could well be completely fucking you know just an absolute failure and we could be seeing it end of the open trial but i am at least happy to see more shit but coming our way because before like we I go said before, Craig, can you just show the prize pool breakdown on screen just scroll down a little bit for me because this is something which i think is quite cool jay because there is a decent prize pool each month going to this directly from sonics in eu and na so I think that's something worth it, though. And then Division 3, the one I like, is top eight teams getting money. It's not a massive yeah. amount, but it's appreciation to what there would be, you know, more of your community basis. You would think Division 2 is your bubble, and then Division 3 is more just your teams that are starting to get into proper competitive rock league and then the low end of the bubble, you know? Is this 10K across all this price pool breakdown, or is it just for the first division? Because it seems, I mean, obviously, it's quite top heavy and for good reason. I'm happy with that much. It's across all of them. It's across all of them. Okay. Yep. 
I mean, you got to yeah, think that I, first division is only seven uh, k itself. Seven k, okay. I mean, I'd like to see ten k for the top division and maybe like you know five k spread across the division two and three. But you know, I can't have everything in the world, so I'm happy with that at this point. I'm glad at least you know that the first <laughs> place of div two doesn't get more than fourth place of div one. Uh, so you know, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll leave that be. Um, uh, and certainly, like you know, like I, I think that you know um, the, the the way things uh, the way that things are going in this respect, um, uh, I I kind of can see potentially some major, major shifts in the way that the price breakdown is going. Um, again, I'm a little bit miffed that first place does not get you know like. 5,000 because I think that for getting that much in this whole grand system is at least that much. So, um, you know, uh, for uh, Div, quickly uh, there for Trotsky asked as well 20 teams in Division 1, 20 teams in Division 2, and currently no guaranteed number on Division 3. Uh, like there is no yeah. stated size for that one. Yeah, just it should be noted by the way if you place on the top four of Div 2, you get automatically promoted to Division 1. So it's not like it's like one of those things where you can just sit in that fucking league and just continue to stack up cash on cash for every month that goes by. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Trox, I did see that in there, but um, uh, and I, I, you know, actually. On that on that point, I kind of enjoy that as well, to be honest. Um, because mm -hmm. uh, for me, the um, the uh, the price pool breakdown does not account for all the teams, if the, regardless of where they place. Like you know, it seems like you know it's top four only for Division One, at least sixteen teams without price pool. And I think that well, it does suck if you're fifth place and you just fucking miss out on that particular um, uh, on, on that prize money. Given the fact that it's not like an official like you know round robin or, or official sort of like format system, I can I kind of respect that. And I also like the fact that you know if you're not doing well in Division One, you shouldn't get a fucking prize okay i'm <laughs> yeah. glad they learned that from the spring series because that triggered the fuck out of me and i'm glad that this is not going to be in place here for div one or div two well, that's um, why i said this is more of like a replacement for scrims for a lot of the proteins and that's where i think they'll see the utility in this you know uh most again, likely alongside proper scrims but it's just that case of it's all about the grind within this sort of format here and for those for a lot of proteins it would just be the idea of yeah we'll stick to div one if we drop down we just grind it out for the month and then probably when they get back into div one just because it's a status thing to really not put much effort into it but it's that case of they'll still be that caliber because if a pro team drops on out and drops all the way down to division three or just doesn't take part in it they'll look bad amongst everyone else it all comes down to that sort of community herd factor you know where if you've got nine of the rlcs teams that are taking place in division one uh you know three seasons down the line and then one team has dropped off you can look at that one team and go why the fuck aren't you putting in the work and no i mean look, again it's ten thousand dollars it's 10 grand you know i think that i i, I think that rlcs teams are going to lose interest in this one in the next in, in like maybe mm. you know i think we'll see the first couple of dropouts after two months uh and then after that we'll see like maybe three to four months we'll have like maybe a couple of rlcs teams what's still to left. say with this just being rlcs teams you know how players always complain about ranked and, you know, when they were so drawn true, to six mans, true. this is what I'm thinking the pros will do. It'll stop being pros doing ranked nah. and really pros now looking sorry, at trying nah. to do this. Like, this the thing will is be that you have to compete. games, like the, the when you look is... to Fruity or whoever's gone. The thing is that you have to compete in a team for this. You don't just solo queue. You know, this isn't like FPL or six mans. You know, you 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 queue as a team. You play against another team in your division, and you rank up or rank down depending on you know the uh, the, the particulars of, of the matchup. So, you know, mm. like for me, it's definitely going to be less of like a a, a a fucking replacement to the rank system, and more just like a, a you know maybe some scrims at best for some of the high level sort of uh, RLCS squads. Um, uh, at worst, though, I do believe that you know the situation. It, it, we're not going to see many 
championship series teams uh, stick with this after an extended period of time. And again, mm-hmm. I see this being a great system to employ in the lower level regions and an opportunity to provide a, a platform for bubble teams and maybe rival series teams yeah. in the occasion, maybe lower level rival series teams. And that's absolutely fine. You know, again, I want to see more fucking bubble support because we don't have anything below rival series. I'm not being funny when the mm-hmm. best sports leagues in the world with promotion relegation system have 96 fucking tournaments sometimes you know over the course of a season i like the idea of maybe like you know a couple extra divisions here in this uh in this uh, uh tournament that's why i said if the four tournament structure with that weekly league if this is that weekly league that is the only way pros are going to be interested in this i find because it's that route to the big like welds or regional yeah, tournament think, at the end that's it yeah, if it's I think, not I think, that I think weekly league be... then yeah I think there's going to be a very different. Off. I think there's going to be a very mm-hmm. different sort of uh, uh, league in that respect. I'm, I'm kind of. I reckon um, it would be the standard RLCS sort of. Yeah, idea. I think there'll be like a, a round robin sort of like weekly sort of tournament that goes into every single split, and that will sort of maybe be the RLCS and evolution sort of thing. Um, uh, but, but again, you know, I'm happy with this, and I'm happy to see where it mm-hmm. goes. And I know that obviously, you know, a bit of inside information there. Uh, Rival were the ones that pitched this to Psionics, as far as my knowledge is. So. You know, this isn't Psionics' idea. This is Rival's idea. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll certainly be treating it right because Rival Esports are involved and Rival Esports always put on a good fucking show. You don't believe me? Check out the Rival Series B stream. Anyway, there you go. That is the field. That is the news also done and dusted for this week. We've got a lot done in respect of our reporting and our opinions. Yep. And of course, we had to do some breaking news, although it wasn't quite breaking to us. We knew fucking, you know, like six hours earlier today. So there you go. Hey, but that's right. it. You know, if... Any orgs out there that, for some reason, are tuning on in, want to do a breaking news, and, I mean, most of the stuff gets leaked anyway, just come to us and be there like, this is going out at this time, because most of it is scheduled tweets anyway, yeah. and we'll be there like, yeah, sure. We're, we're quite happy to just be there. Won't talk about it until it goes live on that, and then we'll do a little breaking news segment. Of course, if we discover the news through a third-party source, we're leaking the fuck out of that shit. Like, you know, yeah. it'll be it'll be leakier than my fucking tap, okay? <laughs> That's what it's going to be like. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the mailbag. Of course, for those of you who don't know, if you join the Discord server via explanation from our discord or the link in the show notes and video descriptions of the show um uh, then you can go ahead and jump in and ask us a mailbag question um uh, uh, we didn't get any new mailbag questions from last week so i'm going to dip in and do the old ones which i was going to write off but i figure fuck it you know let's just uh let's just get into these ones because they are some interesting talking points i was <laughs> going to leave them behind because obviously the hiatus we took over the previous few mm-hmm. weeks obviously was just something i wanted to leave behind us as a whole but some questions did come in because everyone was curious to my positions on the whole conflict of interest thing. So fuck it. Let's just go ahead and do it. Um, uh, two questions in particular. Um, uh, and fuck you, Chewy. I see that. <laughs> Why is it called a bag if it's a text channel? Like, shut up. <laughs> so... Phaleus asks us this. Where should the line be drawn before conflict of interest between a TO and a team comes into question? For the TO end, what's your opinion on how seeding should work? Is objectivity and transparency through a point system the way? Or is outsource or is outsourcing seeding work enough? Okay. So the dry line between conflict of interest between a TO and a team is drawn right when you see one. Okay. Um, you know, the thing about like conflict of interest is that people oftentimes say if it's minimal or if it's controlled, it's okay. And I understand that if you're talking about maybe 5% mm-hmm. ownership, I can see where that comes in from. But if a person sits in a controlling environment 
again, I'm going to bring up the TEI. If a person sits in a controlling environment on a on a major tournament, it leaves us in a situation in which there is a, a massive amount of leverage uh, in that tournament structure. Mm-hmm. That's the same reason why, you know, to bring up the examples I, I often reference is ES Force and Refresh. You know, those guys, they had owned teams that were competing in their own tournaments. And very funny how most of those tournaments also saw their teams win the fucking tournaments, even when they were in slumps in form in certain cases. I'm going to bring up Virtus Pro in Epicenter 2017, I believe it was... Either that or 2018, if I recall correctly. But basically, it's like you know, certain situations mm-hmm. where you it, it, it would see shit like that and just be like, "Yo, that's 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 not fucking on." Um, uh, and, and if you can make the argument, then 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 that's where the issue is with conflict of interest. Okay, people seem to think mm-hmm. that conflict of interest is people enacting on the leverage. No, conflict of interest is the leverage being there. And if that leverage is there, that presents problems. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why I moaned about seeding and fusion because you know, like the fact that there is a link between the top end, um, uh, uh, the top end sponsor and the team that's competing that got that third seed it's like well you know what what's stopping them from saying though what, what's stopping mm-hmm. fucking you know in civic from saying hey you know let's let put them in third seed or i withdraw my money for example just as an example you know like and that's not the only thing that could also be played into right like you know there's a bunch of other shit that i could get into in the fucking course of the show but you know like when the line the, the line should be drawn as soon as one is fucking seen you know like again mm-hmm. one of the things i always reference when it comes to uh, uh, uh conflict of interest systems in regular sports is english football league now, for those of you who don't know the English Football League uh, rule book, let me go ahead and bring it up for you. I should have come fucking prepared to this. this. Yeah. So, EFL rule book on uh, ownership. So, section 10 and section 11, association and dual interests. So, 104, except with prior permission, uh, with prior written consent of the board, no club may either directly or indirectly hold in, uh, hold or deal in or make any application or to hold or deal in it or, under, or underwrite any issue of the securities or shares of another football club or be a member of another football club or be involved in any capacity whatsoever in the management or the or administration of another football club or have any power whatsoever to influence, influence the financial, commercial, business affairs of the management or administration of another football club or lend or <laughs> to gift money to purchase blah, blah, fucking blah. I could go on about this for like 10 minutes right basically the point is is get fucked okay that, that is what it is um uh, you know <laughs> the like, organizer can have no interaction yeah, basically no with interaction the teams. basically that that's my philosophy on conflict of interest and mm-hmm. i can understand maybe if you want to swing it that maybe there's oh five percent interest here five percent interest there like, i know that the premier league for example mm-hmm. uh to go back to another sports uh, thing they actually have a 30 percent interest limit okay which is the Premier League's rule set, I don't agree with it. They have other measures in place to try and still ensure that. They don't mm-hmm. always work. But, you know, at least they have some sort of definition as to how that works. When something like Rocket League, we don't have any of those definitions. And for me personally, I think if you have any level of interest, you have a level of influence. And if you can convince some players that it might be best to do something that benefits the business element or some sort of other side of things, or if you can convince a tournament organizer mm-hmm. that this is what's best for business when it's actually in best of your interest and your interest alone then we've got problems. And that's the reason why I make such a big fucking hoo-ha about it. And for mm-hmm. between a TO and a team, I think that if a TO owns a team, that's a conflict of interest that needs to be resolved. Oh, I think yeah. if a TO is taking a sponsorship from a team or if from an owner, of, uh, an owner of the team, that's where conflict of interest it comes into effect. I think it's mm-hmm. not quite as applicable if you're taking a mutual sponsor from like a team. So for example, Red Bull, Red Bull, that same example, they sponsor fucking, you know, 
um, Vodafone Giants. Sorry, okay. Well, actually, no, that's a good idea, actually. Vodafone Giants. Let's say Vodafone sponsored the Giants, and they also sponsor... Uh, mm-hmm. let's say, I don't know, the rival 10K Cup, for example. You know, there's a, so let's go for like, obviously, failure is from rival esports. So there you go. There's a, there's a plausible scenario for you. So Vodafone is sponsoring the rival 10K Cup, okay? Now, there are actually rule sets, I think, in League of Legends that actually prohibit there from being mutual sponsorships between certain teams. I think that's a little bit egregious, but I also understand the uh, thing behind that. Mm-hmm. And personally, I wouldn't be too fussed if that was to be the case because there is financial leverage, but I also think that uh, any good organization will have certain sponsors sponsors involved that you know will be able to mitigate the issues of if Vodafone says we'll pull your sponsorship if you don't um if you don't favor our team yeah. or something like that yeah but and again then, that is also another conflict of interest which i think should mm-hmm. absolutely be addressed in that context so in the world of rock league here where like you said there is nothing put in place to stop anything where it could be a conflict of interest this goes on quite nicely to Felix's second uh, question so from the to end what is your opinion on how seeding should work in objectivity and transparency through a point system the way or is it outsourcing seeding enough transparency should always be the case within like seeding whether how rule sets work straight away rule uh, the rule book should always be published for every tournament or if a to uses a very standardized rule book then publish that of course and then it also so to take the uh fusion for example here where it was just johnny not uh just posting the seat out of course but it was just purely him if this was me in that scenario jay and for and the way it should have worked in my opinion is that you either outsource it straight away or you get in a council to then do the uh seeding this for me straight away was just one within every single tournament i've been involved with where um personally where i had to do seeding of some sort you'd get three four people at the least doing seedings and then just accumulate them get the average between them so that it's not just weighted upon one person's opinion or favoritisms it then can go between a lot of different peoples the outsourcing though is what i would have liked to seen here purely to go out to say a stats hub like the liquipedia team just just near enough put between them and again use the whole three four members there to do it and store it that way again making sure that the guys from the liquipedia team don't have any affiliation to the teams playing in the tournament it's as simple as that really and i know it's an extra bit of faff an extra bit of you know an extra step you got to take but when it comes down to integrity they have to be made don't they Absolutely. And I think that in terms of transparency, I would want to see more stuff in terms of like, hey, this is the board, these are the guys that did the seedings, and this is the information we use to seed it. Because actually, I guess this is a great opportunity to uh, move into the next question, actually, because it is sort of mm-hmm. based on seeding and it sort of builds upon that question. So uh, Exacognition asks, uh, to build on the question above, if TO has built an objective and transparent seeding system, do you think it would still be wise to have a level of adjustment that is still somewhat objective, e.g. team played with X with a sub? Um, uh, therefore, we think X results isn't reflective why tournament had a few invited teams though we wouldn't consider why tournaments as much for seeding purposes now i think actually that you know that, that, that there always is going to be a level of subjectivity when it comes to um mm-hmm. uh, seedings right because not every result is equal right a win in the brawl or in cover is not the same as a win in beyond the summit you know or, or a, a win in yep. euro cup is not going to be the same as a win in grand prix in the same way a win in grand prix is not going to be the same as a win in rocs they all carry different weight the thing mm-hmm. about it is that you have to take those results into account as facts based as facts that become the rocks of your opinion to 
create the most fair seeing system mm. as you can. And, and again, again, I the think, problem is those facts don't have a concrete yeah. number to them. There is not an exact weight. That's yeah. where the subjective nature comes from because it's people's opinion of how much that weight should. But have that's the value. thing. That's the thing, right? That when people think, people seem to think the ceiling is exclusively opinion. It's not. Okay, it absolutely is not. It is based on results as well. That's the reason why I fucking you know I, I had a really tough time with the whole conflict of interest debate because my opinion is based on precedent, fact, previous rule books, previous applications of situations that are very similar like that. My opinion is based on fact. And that's what a seeding mm-hmm. opinion needs to be based on as well. And again, that's the reason why you don't just do one person seeding. You get a group of people, two people, three people, yeah. four people, all of which debate these ideas and they go for a basic level of, you know, like, hey, the you know the, these are the seeds that we can all agree on based off of these results and you know a, a, and, and that's going to be our, our thing to go with and it's like you know you have to go off of a, a certain level of rule sets you need to go off a certain level of, of, of objectivity with subjectivity to get the uh, final bits and pieces out of the way you know and you know that also includes stuff like the eye test which sort of like has to uh, feed into rankings as well and there's a bunch of shit mm-hmm. around it and i'm not going to say that i'm a seeding expert by any stretch of the imagination you know I, I've, I've never done that tournament siege you know and and i certainly would never like to do so especially in the case of something like you know the rival series plans but even the planes had information that said look these are the teams we see them here and this is these are the tournaments that went into factoring up our decision and you could debate there was some level of 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 you know question about that because some of those results made no fucking sense mm-hmm. and some of those seeds made absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever but you know at least the the rival series plans guys said here you go critique it these, these are the seeds this is the info this is how we came to our decision that's something that I yeah, don't see a lot of other the TOs actually doing, to be honest. For. Yeah. Yeah. So it just comes down to that. And the reason why, again, we had the big problem about this was just there was like arguably no sort of thought behind it of just saying, this is just what I'm doing. Take it or leave it. When money is on the line, when there is questions about that conflict and it is just that case of no, fuck you. Why is how can you not see that a problem yeah. and it just is so bewildering it is bewildering indeed and it's certainly something that frustrated me and that's part of the reason why i took the three-week break mm. but that's all in the past again i want to move on from that and i want to start getting into the future because there's a lot of shit coming up in the future that uh something's gonna be exciting for rocket league but especially thank you to Felix and exa for your questions again if you do want to leave us a mailbag question it's exclamation mark discord in the twitch chat right now or in the show notes in the video description of every single episode of the podcast there's a discord link right there you can go ahead and follow us into our community of uh, small rocket league fans and chances are you'll be able to uh, uh answer a uh, mobile question in which we'll be able to answer it live on an episode of the show so tournaments there's only one tournament we have to focus on here bacon and it was the rising stars league i guess actually before we get into it let's talk about sort of like the rising stars league as a whole um uh, because obviously it's a it's a big fucking tournament um uh, and it's a big fucking uh you know like circuit that leads up to this final day that happened last week after we went off air on the show so we're a bit a week Mm -hmm. late in terms of uh, doing uh in terms of like you know getting all the results in but um uh you know, um, for, for Rising Stars, like, you know, I, I, I've always said that I like the initiative. Um, I've always said that I really enjoy what the, uh, 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 the, what the Rocket Baguette guys can put out sometimes with critiques where necessary. Um, I wish I could have gotten more involved, obviously, but having been busy with fucking, you know, like loads of Counter-Strike stuff, it's, it's, it's kind of a non-issue, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I would give my time to Rocket Baguette, but then 
CS has paid me tenfold. So how the fuck can I justify taking yeah. the money that I'll be, <laughs> you know? So I can't really do that. But, you know, um, but like for the Rising Stars League, like it's been a really fucking good season. Like I don't think I've seen any major sort of issues uh, with the uh, with the tournament since, even from its like Star League days, with the exception of teams dropping out, which is not within the mm-hmm. remit of the tournament organizer. Um, uh, you know, like I, I, I think that all in all, like Rising Stars has just been a great initiative. And this yeah. season has been probably one of the better ones so far. Yeah, like and game level as well. We've got to be talking about that. Where yes. the actual play level is getting better to the point where randos and I'm just you know using the term randos. Let's talk about esports bug again. Somnim as well. We've got to talk about them getting through to these high levels, and it's all because they're in a community tournament, which is literally fueled to get those guys or teams like them anyway the spotlight they deserve to maybe get them a taste against those top level teams uh not top level in rlcs but rl rs which is the good benchmark that's the next stepping stone i arguably for teams like esportsburg that is two steps ahead you know but it's given them all the practice all the prep given them the chances to be able to show off what they can do in a healthy environment for them to improve them and then of course see what you know they can do after that this is the start for guys like these it's unfortunate that you know like i said esportsburg and team Sumnum won't be receiving prize money because that's not in the structure you know it only goes down to fourth place but that's not the point the point is the experience you know we say oh you get paid and exposure that sort of is true it's like we were saying earlier about how moderators and staff in community organizations aren't really getting paid and the same with casters when they start out you know and for a long while within rocket league you ain't getting paid but it's just all because that's where you've got to grind that's where you've got to pick up your skills and then you get the chance later down the line and like by all means esports bird got the chance to make money in this tournament but the money was not the main focus or shouldn't have been the main focus for these teams yeah and i think that's certainly at this level of rocket league like you have to understand that you're not going to be able to get paid a fucking million dollars um so um uh, you know uh the uh um uh the the rising stars initiative obviously is a little bit of money involved and obviously you know there's a lot of stuff going on in that respect Mm-hmm. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, the finals took place last week. We only got three results to cover because we covered the first couple of matches from the round of six. And the semifinals where Total Sharden took on Georgia Joe and uh, managed the 4-2 victory. By the way, that is the most awkward name. Change it for next season, please, and thank you. Uh, and RJM yeah, taking Georgia on Joe team... won't be here next season, so there you go. Are they actually... <laughs> are, they, are they fucking... Are they disbanding? Doris is moving to dig, or so the rumors say, you know? Are they at least going to keep the team reason. together? Nah, there's no no need. Like you got Joy, who uh, currently is too young for like RLCS uh, competitions. Of course, uh, you know he's 14 years old. Apparently, Jack is very promising. I could see him on, but this was a tournament, and this is what we were saying. You know, when you got teams that are just uh, splitting up, and we looked at you know Galaxy Bang just completely dropping out. You're going, these guys get it. This is why we respect them. That you should follow this mode of thought going the whole way because no matter what, it's good practice as a player and that they've that, shown they're worth it that pisses me off because i had a whole bit surrounding georgia joe and whether or not they could make rival series next season so that's just completely fucked that up um, was this the three weeks of uh cs focus that has hit you hard right now buddy? yeah yeah i think it has I, well, i've been fucking like i've been head neck deep in fucking storylines left right and center just all across the road to rio and the pro league and the fucking loot bet season just like oh my god right well 
Oh. The second semi-final was RJM versus Team WMB. That ended 4-2 for RJM. And RJM beat Georgia Joe at 4-1 in the series. Now, try and salvage the conversation I was going to make about Georgia Joe a moment ago. Um, obviously, like, you know, like uh, that, that team probably won't be destined for rival series in its main three-man core. But as you mentioned, Joros has probably got some opportunities in yeah, some decent-level yeah. teams. Um, uh, and I think you mentioned, uh, what was it, uh, uh, um, fucking uh, uh, Joyo is not able to compete at that level because of his age. So then the mm -hmm. guy that we're sort of left with is apparently Jack. Okay, all right. Now, what... What do we think of his skills? Now, I, I'm not sure who's been the man that stood out the most. I think that in a lot of cases with these, like, you know, lower level teams, like, they're, they're going to get over, outshined by the players that uh, have had their opportunities at the top end of the, of, of the season, or at the very least are guaranteed or are, you know, like, you know, very clearly mm -hmm. promises for top end teams. And in that respect, I think that Georgia Joe got very outshined by Jorahs in that respect. Um, but, like, let's talk about Jack for a little bit. Like, you know, is he a player that could potentially reach those kind of heights? He's already reaching those heights at the moment, it feels like. When you look at what he's doing with the Stormtroopers alongside Polar and Dead Monster, like that he's already competing at that level to take on a lot of the RLRS teams. And that's what it feels more like, is that he is at that RLRS level. And it's good to see Polar come on back. Uh, Dead Monster definitely as well is massive hype for me. But it's that it shows just like with the bubble scene, it is all about finding two players that work alongside you to be able to unlock that, to get to that RLRS level. And then it takes that little bit of extra specialness to make it into the RLCS, of course. And right now, this is a team that is performing really, really well, especially, like I said, the Stormtroopers doing outstanding at the moment as a bubble scene pushing on through, um, going quite far into the qualifiers for the Euro Cup. Uh, we saw what they could do in Fusion, of course. And then, of course, when we look at apparently Jack currently taking place in the salt mine uh if i remember right the other night um the other night last night it was bloody hell uh coming runner up in that uh bracket uh losing to his teammate dead monster to get that qualification spot to the main event so by all means not bad at all apparently jack shown that he's got a bright future and this has been like his explosion over the last couple of months onto the scene and you have to say it does come largely off the back of course is georgia joe's side but then he's also gone and amplified it with stormtroopers now it's all like coalescing into one beautiful package and he's doing good and i'm i'm like i said a couple of months back when we said the players to watch apparently jack was definitely on there as that lad who looks to have what it takes to really make it big and he's shown that not only of course come runner up with georgia joe but on teams like stormtroopers yeah and i mean you know um i i mean i haven't been able to follow him too deep uh, too like you know uh, i haven't been able to follow his career too deeply as of right now so i'll be keeping my eyes on him certainly you know like I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of people have ranted and raved about him, and I haven't seen anything to the contrary. So, like, for me, I'm going to be keeping my uh, my wits about myself. Obviously, we've seen Jack in a couple of the small UK tournaments that you know, are currently on, on in their off-season of their own right. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I think one of the guys that's certainly to watch out for at this stage in the uh, in, in the current circuit. But, um, uh, you know, for Georgia Joe, the, the team is a future. Like, you know, I mean, the, the, team doesn't, the team as a whole does not seem to have a future. As you mentioned, it seems like Joris <laughs> and Jack are going to be going different places. I don't know where Joyo goes from here uh, because um, it seems like Georgia Joe was his yeah. main sort of project, unfortunately. 
his other project was the underages uh i think it was or something like that um where he was playing with other guys that were 14 years old and i think one of them was uh 15 he, he was playing with size and i saw in the tournament a couple of weeks back who we know jay and it just comes down to unfortunately Joy's too young <laughs> like this is a good chance for him to go in there uh apparently jack and joris though bright bright futures looking to the upcoming seasons they'll go far and joy should go far a year down line you know it says similar story to scrub you know when he started out just too young unfortunately right now for current rules and that's fair enough it's what it is but just keep it up lad we're not like downplaying joy at all he's been a, a treat to watch on the pitch oh, yeah, no. but it's just unfortunate that you know when we talk about you you have to talk about rlcs and rlrs is that is the destination for a lot of these players uh who knows that could change with uh, the current announcements coming up later on in this uh week apparently still about the future of those leaks you know maybe some taunts will drop on down but I doubt it I think you want to sort of set a 15 year old across the board for anything Sonic's related because that's just common sense straight there and what they should do but here Joy just keep grinding lad you know only a few months away and you'll be able to uh, hit it so that'd be fantastic just keep looking towards that level Jack and Joris of course already doing that and it's all off the back like we said of projects like the Rides and Stars like these other tournaments going on on the way and it's it's crazy to see how far they can go in such a short period of time yeah certainly some bright uh bright careers i think for uh, for them as a whole obviously you know like again i i, I had a whole thing built around mm -hmm. potentially asking whether they could make it into rlrs as a team so you know not let, as a let team speak volumes. as players let, yeah. let, 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 let <laughs> us speak volumes to what i think of them as players or no so there you go that's georgia joe a hell of a run to make it all the way to the grand finals as well but they did end up losing to rjm now of all the teams that made it into this bracket i think we kind of looked at rjm and thought yeah okay this is going to be an easy sort of tournament for them and it was um uh, of all the rival series teams that we saw competing across all of the different rising stars leagues and, and all those uh, different uh, uh you know initiatives uh, there was a lot of um uh, you know there was a lot of hype around rjm because they were the ones that were giving it their rule i think that over the course of rival series they were left with something to prove and they're still going to be in rival series for the next uh, uh season obviously they came out uh, was mm -hmm. i think it was fifth or sixth place so they were just teetering yeah. on the edge of the uh, uh, uh of the remaining position and i think that rgm they couldn't quite capitalize on all their potential this move towards rick's ronde though is the one thing that i think was the most stick out uh, part for me like you know do we think that rick's ronde is the element that will make rjm going into season 10 it's interesting i don't think this team can make rlcs realistically it they'll be in good chance for they'll of course be in good contention to stay up again next season so far it just feels like it's way too far down line i can't wait to see what they can do in the upcoming months like this field this should be theirs to take this is a team that has the possibility to grind out and this is where a lot of the rors players now are going to be stepping on up is of course with the field to try and knock down those rocs players because that's really where they should start to shine but when you look at this team like you said jay going into this they were the favorites to come out on top straight from the start you look at some of the other teams like you've got total shining there um even with tigre stepping on in to replace uh coca you were looking at that going Toshan, I still don't rank them. I mean, we looked at it like I just mean, from the semifinals with our predictions against Georgia Joe. Toshan there, I said, oh, that'll be a slap 4 1, probably. Came out 4 2. They did better than expected, but it's also a team that's a slower side that I don't think is up to the caliber of RORS. And we clearly saw that last season just completely bottom on out. But it just shows RGM full belief in, and they have proven that time and time again. 
I mean, like, for me, like, for, for Total Shard and, like, for them and their respect, like, you know, this was the ex-Vertex squad and they definitely had a, uh, uh, you know, they, they definitely had a, um, you know, like, sort of, like this was their their final sort of, like, hurrah, I think, overall. Like, I don't think that they had, like, a big future ahead of them. I don't think they were going to make it back into Bible Series, certainly. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I think this is going to be the last we see of this particular team. And certainly, again, oh, yeah. you know, to see them with that final Rival Series clash, um, uh, uh, or that chance of the final Rival Series well, clash against RJM. I'm it. thinking here, so with the field as such, that is given a reason for lower end, the RORS teams that dropped out, potentially, because like we said, 20 teams each side to stay together. And I was thinking about I that with think the Mantle 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 mentality Domain, is going to be there. Since they I, played I mean, together for so long, I reckon those two will stay together, but I don't think Tigre will stick with them. I don't think the mentality will be there. I mean, I think I believe I recall correctly that they said, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, break some. Uh, we're gonna break up some of our duos and such when they uh, when they left the organization." So, um, uh, you know, um, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the. I don't know. Again, I'm still not convinced with Total Shard. And we'll, we'll find out very soon, I guess, from those guys whether or not they do stick together. I don't know if the, the, the motivation will be there from every single player in the bubble scene. And again, with the new system, I do hope that it is going to be there in the near future. But for now, like, you know, with no announcement coming through and, and with nothing else being uh, being seen or heard about, like, you know, I, I'll be curious to see whether or not this this particular you know duo will stay together. But I'm not going to mm. hedge my bets on it. I'm not going to hold my breath. But yeah, RJM certainly uh, a great little momentum boost going into season ten. Um, I have I'm optimistic about a lot of the um, uh, about a lot of what this team can do. Uh, again, you know, I, I don't think you know with Rich Ronde in the fold, I think it solidified the team overall. Like certainly, like I don't think they had any particular matches where it was like, okay, this team actually could potentially lose, or oh wow, they're going to have a, a bit of a fun time. With the exception of Esports Berg, I believe uh, during uh, one of the weeks of league play. So. You know, basically flawless over the course of the Superstar League. And if memory serves me correctly, and I just quickly verify this. <laughs> okay, Are you going back to not, check, see when they yeah, last dropped not, the game? Not completely flawless in Firewall, but, uh, you know, I, I digress. Um, uh, I'm kind of excited to see where RJM go from here. And again, I don't think they're going to be RLCS caliber, but I think they could still make a decent run to those playoffs. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, when you look at them, RGM, I am fine with. They they're going to be sticking in for the next RORS next season. But again, I think they're just gonna they're a mid table team. That's the problem with RORS. Like they that's the way. Like that's their placement right there. Unless there is something that propels them forward. When we look at this team, when we looked at when Rick's Ronde joined them, it was just a sideways direction. It felt to me anyway, Jay. All right, well, we'll see where RGM go from here. But for the time being, that is the end of the Superstar League. We'll be looking forward to season four. My uh, my sources are telling me that obviously we've had some, uh, we've already had some movements in respect of making changes for the next season and seeing where we go from there. So um, I'll be looking forward to that with the Nice Cactus. So monthly is also coming up. It's going to be a, a big old time for the Nice Cactus sponsored uh, tournament. So uh, yeah, looking forward to all of that as it comes out. For now, though, that's going to be the end of the Superstar League. And we're going to look forward to nothing actually coming up in the next week or so if i recall correctly um uh, might have to jump into some of those uh, smaller uh, uh, division tournaments and try and figure out how the fuck we're going to cover up and fill for content next week if you want to ask a mailbag question <laughs> do we have to go to asia time? and cover the uh, kickoff is that, is that the case <laughs> i'm sure blonders would love us to uh, to be honest but <laughs> no the mailbag is where you want to be at if you want to be uh, helping us make the show happen because uh, for some reason i have a feeling that we might not have enough content for next week um uh, but for this week we're basically all done bacon um uh, and now we can go back to melting it in our offices or our rooms because it's not gotten colder <laughs> it really hasn't <laughs> no it is absolutely 
spoiling at the moment across the whole Europe, really. Uh, so <laughs> just just be safe. Make sure mm. don't overheat, please. Like, you don't want that. And I'll try to see if I can get this out on iTunes super quickly. I do realize that I neglected the iTunes audience from last week. That was a logistical fuck up on my part. Like, I just got my new PC back in from repair. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I've had to, like, migrate a bunch of files. Some things got lost and corrupted in translation. Mm. So it wasn't quite as, uh, as, uh, as easy as it was. And, and, you know, for the iTunes crowd as well, like, you know, I give that little extra touch. If I can't add the little extra touch because this is supposed to be an audio podcast first and foremost, then I'm just mm-hmm. not going to put it out. I'm sorry. I'm not putting out something substandard for people just to, just to like, not listen to. So... You know, um, and there you go. Like, you know, iTunes and Spotify and all those guys should be back, of course, uh, where you can catch the podcast and everything. Um, uh, but if you want to keep up with the podcast right now, again, I encourage you to follow the Twitch channel at, uh, sorry, not at, it's twitch.tv slash RLAfterShock. Uh, right now we're going live every week, it seems. So with any luck, next week on Thursday at uh, 5 p.m., we should be back with another episode. Um, uh, of course, you can follow all the details of when and where we go live as long as, as well as all the other snippets and stuff that we're doing uh, in the RL AfterShock uh, community uh, at RLAfterShock on Twitter. And of course, you can join that community by the Discord. Discord again, exclamation mark Discord in the Twitch chat where you can ask us a mailbag question. You can join in after hours. There's some interesting shit in that channel, by the way. If you haven't seen it already, I recommend scrolling up a little bit if you want to see the kind of shit we get up to at Jackbox. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, uh, there's that. Um, and of course, the spot, uh, the uh, podcast is available on the video versions on YouTube, uh, audio on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and most other platforms distribution. You can go to anchor.fm slash aftershock to find your favorite platform or request your favorite way to listen. And that's going to be the end of the show for this week bacon any final words from your flying self before we head out uh not really just that i can't wait to see the next footballer to get involved with uh rock league and just oh, generally place your sports bets. Place in your order. Bets. Who do you let's think get be? a bet going like a bit of like you know a dead pool like in deadpool the film the whole idea yeah, of deadpool. like oh, who's going to die next let's do that with uh you know footballers to come into rocket league and figure out who it is me so far thierry Henry. i reckon that's uh my shot for who's going to come in next um i think messi's i was going to say messi but i think it might be a bit and too messi? big uh i think it'd be a bit Barca too big as well was also the conflict of interest there buddy um ronaldo maybe you know, like Ronaldo, uh, maybe it was um, there, but not uh, Real Madrid. So Ronaldo's up for grabs. I'm not particularly particularly, like you know in-depth follower of football. So like you know, I could just literally say any any fucking name and just be like, oh, he'd be a good one, yeah, wouldn't it? Uh, um, uh, Craig uh, Footballer. That dude, he's yes. going to pick up team Craig next. Craig Beckett will be the next guy <laughs> to run the sports organization. <laughs> Craig, the background there, like Moncrous. Oh, dear. Well, extra, extra, special shout out, extra special shout out to Craig for being our producer for the live episode this week. And, of course, a special shout out to you all for watching. Thanks for watching and listening. Take care, and we'll see you back here next week for even more of the Aftershock.